listening to Jumping Podcast, where we talk about all things freelancing. Here you'll find all the tools you need to get started as a freelancer with no upfront experience. I am your host, Doina. I've been a digital nomad since 2014, and I'm super excited to share with you all the tips and tricks I learned along the way. As freelancers, we think if we are not giving 110%, we're not giving enough. We are so bad at self-care. If you're not tired enough, you are not giving enough. This is what we tell to ourselves. You don't have to kill yourself. All you have to do is to give the best that you can. Hello, friends, and welcome back to another episode of Jumping Podcast. In today's episode, I'm continuing part two interview that I had with Alejandra from June 10th Creative Services. Alejandra is freelancing since 2018. She's a graphic designer based in Netherlands, and she loves to work with social entrepreneurs because she wants to see a small change that she can contribute to. You can find her at june10th.site. Feel free to check out her work. She is amazing. She's so talented and dedicated. And feel free to schedule a consultation with her. Easy is for you to set climb boundaries and how important it is for you to do that. Because freelancers can wake up one, two, three in the morning and talk to a client and do the same thing or involve their personal life as well. And it's like you're mixing your values with your work and your time and it becomes overwhelming. How are you going around that? I am so bad at setting boundaries. I am very bad at it. Not just with clients, but with myself and yeah, I am, I, am, I am terrible at it. I am getting better at it because it comes from a place that I want to be of service. I want to give, I want to help, I want to get where they want to go. And I will sometimes overcommit. Say like, okay, yeah, you need me to do it 24-7. I am so excited about your product. I am so excited about your cost. I'm going to do it. And then I end up saying like, why did I do this? So I'm reading this book right now. I just finished it, actually. It's, it's called Emotional Agility by Susan David. One of the things that she says is that your emotions uh, help you let you know what, help tell you what your honest values are. So if you get angry at something, you should ask yourself, why am I angry at this? How does, what does this tell me about my values? So for example, a few weeks ago, I was doing some changes for a client and it was a Sunday and I was very mad at myself for being doing those changes. And because I remember that I was reading that book, I said like, okay, why am I angry at this? Am I angry at myself? Am I angry at the work? Am I angry at the client? And I realized that I was angry at myself for taking on the work. I figured like, okay, why am I angry at myself for taking on the work? Because Sunday to me, because I'm Latin American, Sunday is family day. I go to my parents' house and I chill with my parents and my sister and we have lunch together and so on. And I thought, okay, I value my family. I value it above my job. My family comes above my job. I am angry that this is taking me, that taking on this change, that I, the fact that I'm working on a Sunday means that I am not 100% focused on them. So that told me, okay, I need to set that boundary. I need to set the boundary with myself and then with my clients that I will not work on Sundays. So boundary set. And then next time that I, that I had a chance with a client, I said like, okay, by the way, I do not work on Sundays. If you want to email me on Sunday, that's perfectly fine. Just be aware that I won't read it until Monday. Just, yeah, so it's just doing that process of recognizing your value and then adapting that to to your the boundaries that you set. In a way, like boundaries define you what is me and what's not me. Exactly. And 
you need to learn with the ability to say no without having this fear of I'm gonna lose this client yeah. or this client will think I'm not caring about this project. Then it comes to the fact that you're not gonna have the same boundaries with the same people. To me, and that's something that I've, I've been in therapy for a few months now, like talking about boundaries. And to me, boundaries always felt like, no, I, I don't, I, I'm a very friendly person. I love people around me. I don't wanna tell them like, here's a line, don't cross it or just pushing people. To me, they felt like pushing people away. And my therapist told me, that's not it. I'm like, what do you mean? Like, don't think of them as boundaries. Think of them as guidelines. And I'm like, what do you mean? It's like, well, maybe the boundary with your friends and your family can be teaching them how to love you. You're giving them a guideline of how to love you, how to talk to you, how to show you that they appreciate you or how you can show them you appreciate them. I thought, yeah, but that doesn't work with my clients. And she said, okay, maybe you're giving them guidelines about how to work with you best, how to get the best out of you. You're helping them understand when you are available, when are you at your TPTP top, and when they can get the most out of you. So it's about reframing those and thinking, okay, if I have Sunday off, if I'm rested, if I have enjoyed my family and my cup is full, then I can jump in on Monday. I'm not tired anymore because I took the day to take a break. So I can jump into this project happy and ready. I so love that because when your cup is full, you're ready to give it to others. Mm -hmm. But when half is half empty, you can't even give or take in. Exactly. And talking about family, do you feel like you're having a work-life balance? So terrible at work-life balance. <laughs> I had this conversation with my dad the other day because I was at their house on Sunday. We were talking about like all the projects that I'm doing and stuff. I'm like, I have this translation job to do and I have other things to do. And I was taking my planner because I have a paper planner. Like this year, I went back to paper planners. And he just looked at me and said, I am tired reading your planner. This makes me tired. I'm like, yeah, but I love it. And then he said, but do you have a work-life balance now? Are you are you okay? Or I said, how are you mentally? And I'm like, I'm fine because I love it. But I do see that sometimes I overexert myself or I overplan myself. And I have a lot of work and not a lot of rest. But I'm working on it. I have started, this is the first month that I did it. I had to take one day a month in the middle of the week, not on the weekend, in the middle of the week, in which I take a day off. It was last Thursday, it was a holiday here in the Netherlands. I just decided that I was not going to work that day. I let people know I am not available. It's a Dutch holiday. I don't exactly know what it is, but it gave me an excuse. And I just went outside and I sat on the sun and I listened to an audiobook and I sketched for a while and I, and I enjoyed the day and it felt great and it felt like I was putting myself first for once instead of putting everybody ahead of myself. And I think this is a challenge that as freelancers we think that if we're not giving 110%, we're not giving enough. But on this day, I decided to give 110% to give it to myself. Actually, I got this client email. I got an email from a client saying like, hey, I thought you were gonna turn in a document today. And I thought, should I go home? And th the entire day before I left my house, I had to actually leave my apartment because I knew that if my computer was calling me saying, do some work, do some work. Just, just a little bit of work, just 30 minutes of work. And I thought, no, I can't, I have to leave this house. So I, I left my apartment and I went outside because it was a very nice day too. And then I got this message from my client saying like, hey, where's the document? And I just answered real quick. I messaged you yesterday. 
that the document is ready. I'm just gonna deliver it on Friday at 8 a.m. as we agreed three weeks ago. And I'm just not, I'm not on my computer today. So I am sorry, but this is what we're gonna do. Freelancers get naturally terrible at self-care. That's something we need to work on. And this is hustle culture. This is hustle culture that we have that if you're not tired, you're not doing enough. Like you don't have to kill yourself. You have to give the best you can. You have to give up yourself. But you can only give of yourself if you're taking care of yourself. And I know you love reading books and you try to make it a habit. What are some books you recommend for solopreneurs? For people who want to start freelancing or anything you love at the moment? I think it's very hard for me. I'm working on making it easier. Like I started this in the, on the topic of self-care. started this year is that the first hour of my day is 100% dedicated to myself and away from screen. So in that hour, I will either do a lot of laundry or I will do the dishes or I will listen to some music I will just chill in my bed or I will just read up get my reading done I will do yoga something like that and a book that I read that I really liked recently was a Seth Godin book uh, The Practice and that's a book that I strongly recommend to freelancers because it's first of all very very easy to read concepts one listed after the other you don't have to read it as a sequence you can start in the middle and it would make perfect sense so it's great and it also talks about separating the work from the person, which is sometimes very hard for freelancers. We, and entrepreneurs, we define ourselves by our work. We get so personal with it that if a client says, I don't like what you did, we immediately think they don't like me. But in the book, Seth Godin says, you are you and that's the work. You are not the work and the work is not you. So if somebody doesn't like your work, it's not about you. It's about the work. And the book is all about creating that practice and making that separation. In the sense that you can be very passionate about something, you can love your job, but in the end it's just one of 527 things that make you do. And I always go back to that when I get feedback from my clients, they're like, yeah, honestly, I, I don't think you're getting the point. I don't think you're getting the design that I'm going for. And I'm like, okay, that's cool. but. I have to work harder on you and we have to like clear the communication and make sure that we have tip top communication. But that doesn't mean that you don't like me. That doesn't mean that I'm that I am a bad person, that I'm not good at my job. It just means that I am not getting you. So creating that separation. Freelancers think they are their business because it's a one-man job. They are salesperson, marketing, communication and everything in one. That's why they take it like so personally, like I do all this work and you actually don't like it or you don't trust me or the value I'm offering. But that's a good one. You are not your work. And I have a last question before we go to power questions is what is one imposter's thing you're working at right now? I think something that I'm still working on, I don't think I'll ever stop working on it is not panicking when things are quiet. I think that as freelancers we always want to have something like going on and have to do something. And I remember when I first started, if I didn't hear from or I didn't have any new projects coming in or anything for a week, I would immediately go in panic mode. I'd be like, I need to start making sales calls. I need to start I'll never work again. The word is spreading out. They know I'm terrible at my job. But and I think that, that links with imposter syndrome so much because you immediately think that it's all about you. 
you think that you're not worthy of your job, you start doubting your skills, you start doubting yourself, reality, it expands, the world's bad. Now, for example, I'm in a period that I have all these projects, yes, but I'm waiting for a client to give me feedback. I'm waiting for another client to send me an invoice. I'm waiting for another client to start. I have projects planned for the next couple of months. So it's learning how to enjoy these moments in which I can be calm and in which I can organize my own schedule and look at my personal to-do list and focus on that and put myself first. I'll go through the list of questions which I need a short answer for you. Yeah. Do you love to be called a freelancer or entrepreneur? Entrepreneur. One leader that inspires you and why? Mm, Michael Janda. So Michael Janda had his own agency called Writer. He's a really great guy and he's a guy that wants to give now. So he sold his agency. Now he's has a very comfortable life and now he's just giving he's just focused on creating courses and helping young entrepreneurs creative freelancers get a better start so he has this course about freelancing that i can only and he's such a giving guy he has a huge following but still if you dm him he will reply he's doing the nice guy principle so yeah that's a leader that i admire uh, do you love co-working spaces or working from home i love co-working spaces do you have a lot of co-working spaces around your house there are a lot of them in rotterdam and there are a lot them that I like. There's one called Landloyen. I hope I'm saying the name right. It's in Dutch. I love the co-working experience so much that I joined Cave Day, which is essentially a Zoom call with 50 people and you're all co-working together through a Zoom call. We are on the last minutes. Unless you, if you have some tips for freelancers, something to keep in mind when starting, when working with clients or anything you can share with us that's actually working for you. I have one tip and I give it to everybody. Get an accountant. For the love of God, have somebody do your accounting. I ended up almost having to pay a 5,000 euro fine after I started freelancing because I had no idea what I was doing. It will save you heartache, it will save you time, it will save you stress. All of us are true because when the end of the year taxes come and you are all struggling knowing where you actually fit as a freelancer because you're not an entirely business having another team on board, you look at that tax code and like where am I? Exactly! What should I pay? Taxes are in Dutch here, I didn't speak Dutch back then so I didn't pay my quarterly taxes for that quarter at the end of September and I thought Hmm. So Alejandro's tip regarding taxis is delegate. Yeah, delegate for the love of God. Let us know where people can find you, where can they book you for consultation and for some work. You can find me on Instagram. I'm on there a lot as the official June 10th. And my website is june10th.site. I have a button there for a 30 minute call. So if you ever want to talk about a project or you don't know what you need, or you just want to chat with the person that has this voice, going to my website, you can book a free 30 minute call. I enjoy them, they, they, they light up my day. And I'm also on Clubhouse, which is where Doina and I met. So I have my leadership rooms and in which I talk about leadership, not because I'm a leader, but because I am curious about leaders. I just like talking to people and asking the silliest, dumbest questions because I enjoy learning and I enjoy listening to people. And then I have a podcast called Inspiring Leaders that I'm doing with the Global School for Social Leaders. And then I'm starting another one in hopefully coming out in August, which is called 
do I need to go to school to be dot 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 in which I will interview creative professionals and ask them do I need to go to school to be like you oh that's such a good one it will save you everyone's time and money the idea is to get different perspectives on education thank you for joining me today it was an absolute pleasure to have you here and finally see you yes. I recognize your voice from all the clubhouse rooms feel free to share anything you have going on in the future so we can stay updated of course thank you for having me this was such a great time and it made my day honestly i have been waiting for this interview all day and i'm so happy that we can you can see each other thank you for joining me today find your free resources on jumpingpodcast.com slash resources and if you love today's episode share it with someone who might find it insightful and don't forget click the button follow to stay on track with all the upcoming episodes